0: The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad. Decision Alberta on the six thirty Chad afternoon news.
1: So, as we tackle some of these topics, and the topics certainly are the issues that um, uh, the leaders are talking about, uh, health care is always a big topic when it comes to elections and the provincial election, which just officially got underway, uh, and it's certainly no different in this case. Today, as we heard during the newscast, NDP leader Rachel Notley said she would add more long-term beds for seniors if her government is re-elected. She says the 2,000 new spots are in addition to the 2,000 she promised in the 2015 election. Funding these long-term care beds in every corner of the province ensures that seniors can age close to their homes and close to their families. And in the course of doing that, we will also bring at least 1,500 new people, frontline caregivers into those centres to make sure that folks get the care they need.
0: There you go. Meanwhile, Liberal leader David Kahn told supporters today that his party's plan is to find ways to get a better bang for the buck from the money budgeted for health. One
2: of the major things is increasing resources for community care so that Albertans don't end up in the hospitals or in our ERs. So that's that. That's preventative care. That's ensuring that people don't get sick and, and don't get those acute problems that, that land them in hospital.
1: The UCP says it wants to explore ways private health care can work under the public umbrella. And the Alberta Party says one of its planks in its health care platform is mandatory vaccines for school children. Now, any Albertan who's been on a list for really non-emergency surgery knows wait times are a real issue.
0: You you bet those needing a hip or knee replacement know they could be waiting for a long, long time. To talk about wait times from his perspective, which I would characterize as an educated one, we're joined by Dr. <laughs> Tony Mucciaroni, a general practitioner in Bashaw. Hey, Tony, how you doing? Hey, good. How about you? Not too bad. Hey, listen, uh, you know, oftentimes I think a fellow like yourself could just uh, take your magic wand and wave it and solve all the problems. Uh, there's a lot of different perspectives with regard to health care in this province, a province, by the way, that spends uh, more money per capita than any other province in the country mm-hmm. on health care. What aren't they doing right, Tony?
1: <laughs> oh, I'm putting you on the spot out of the gate, Dr. Tony. <laughs> Oh wow! When, where, where do I start?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll start with if you were the health minister, if you were the premier, where's the bulk of the... I mean, where where would you start?
2: Oh man, I thought we were talking about waiting times. Now now you got me totally unprepared for this. All right. Well, <laughs> well let's it, let's let's start okay. with waiting times. Then. Would How would I, you would solve? Would I, How would you would solve waiting mean, times? I mean, oh, okay. I mean, uh, the, uh, I guess to answer your first question would be find the inconsistent find where the money is being wasted because i think there's a lot of money being wasted um wait times yeah wait times has been kind of the bane of our existence since i've been in medicine waiting for patients to be able to get elective elective surgeries and stuff done
1: dr tony how long have you been a doctor for
2: 20, well, about
1: 27 years. Now, as we've, I was reading an article today and it was just it was talking about some of these surgeries, especially hip surgery, you know, knee replacement surgery, that sort of stuff, talking about the wait times and how they're getting longer and longer, longer. Uh, when you see it, when you're dealing with it, when you have a, a client or a patient that needs, let's say, hip replacement surgery or knee surgery, what do you tell them? Sit back and be patient? Well,
2: yeah, yeah, basically. I mean, um, I don't, I... I don't know specifically what the wait times are anymore, but they certainly, over the years, seem to be getting longer and longer all the time. And I was on the website, you know, the Alberta website, mm-hmm. about the wait time trends and stuff, and they were talking about it. But what they failed to mention is that, yeah, okay, maybe it takes 45 weeks to get a hip. They forget to, to mention that it takes six months just to get in to see the doctor first.
0: <laughs> well, so and, that and six weeks hours. six, six hours in the waiting room to see the doctor. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, pe- people blame the doctors for this. Yeah is it the doctor's fault no and why well, I not I think
2: it, it, it really all comes down to money right to budget um when let's okay let's just take a hip surgery so the cost comes to the surgeon the anesthesiologist the nurses the operating room the cost of the actual artificial hip and so there's only so much money in the budget for that sort of stuff and so really each doctor only gets so much operating room time hmm. Um, And then so that means they can only do so many per year. Uh, I know a lot of doctors are willing to work Midnight or in the morning, you know, just if they could if they could do more surgeries But the problem is that that those waiting rooms are only open certain hours
1: Dr. Tony Mucciarone joining us uh, on the phone this afternoon as we talk about health care as we lead up to the provincial election on April 16th Um, Tony um, are you seeing more of your patients saying, hey, I'm not going to wait for this. I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to go to the States. I'm going to go uh, pay, pay for it at a private facility. Uh, are you seeing that? Or are you hearing that?
2: I'm hearing it. I'm, I, I've seen, you know, I've had a few patients who've done that. But for most people, the you know, the cost is unaffordable. Yeah. When you're looking at the U.S. is whatever it can be, $50,000 $50, or more. Yeah, you know, I was... Or you know, going to India or those places where it's cheaper. But then, you know, you question what are they coming back with? What kind of superbugs or things are they bring back with?
0: Hmm. You know, Tony, you mentioned, as your example, hip surgery and 45 weeks waiting time. Mm-hmm. You also mentioned that it's really a dollars and cents issue. So I want to ask you about this. So, for example, cataract eye surgery yeah. pays a doctor, the surgeon, a certain amount of money. But the technology and the procedure has changed over the years. And But the money remains the same. Where they used to take, whatever, a half hour, 45 minutes, they can now whip these out in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so surgeons who do that sort of work, they just fill up an entire day and like a factory, you know, they just pump them out of there. Mm-hmm. So it leads me to wonder, well, wait a second, should we be paying less, for, for example, for cataract eye surgery and more for hip replacement? I mean, is the problem the, the price list?
2: Um, I, I, I think that contributes to it, for sure. The, the problem, though, is, and, and the, the government and the AMA are working on this right now, and they've been working on it for the last, I'm guessing, 12 or 13 years, hmm. of how to, we call it a relative uh, value guide, and that's, that's where we're trying to figure out, okay, so, you know, surgeons are making more and more money, family physicians aren't making as much money when there's a big discrepancy there. How do we make that discrepancy less? And part of it is, is—is yes, there's all this new technology, and so um, and yet the prices have not changed, or they just when we negotiate with them, they just say, okay, we're going to give you a 3% raise, and they just make it a 3% raise, kind of just across the board, without really looking at each procedure and deciding if that cost should change. But that's, you know, that's a really time-consuming thing, because in order to change that price, it's it's years and years and years of negotiations, hmm. and it's slow. It's like it's like it's like taking a big cruise ship and trying to make a you know a forty-five degree turn. It it just doesn't happen in a in a very short time. It takes time, and and I'm not saying that's right, uh, but that's the system we have. Hmm.
1: Interesting, you know I was uh, coming back from Palm Springs. I've mentioned this a couple times this week when we were talking about health care and the lady in front of me was uh, coming back to Alberta and she had spent 44. 44- thousand dollars on a double hip replacement surgery um she said she just couldn't want to wait she couldn't wait anymore the pain was the pain was too much and you know obviously had the cash to do it so off she goes and and does it and i was like wow and of course you know that's you know the surgery and then the the rehab and in those following six weeks but boy oh boy you know when you look at andrew's talking about cataract surgery okay, mm-hmm. that's, uh, uh, you know, you decide whether you want to do You can pay to go do that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, why can't you pay to do other things?
0: Well, I think you have to talk to the federal
1: government um, Yeah, I was just, yeah, that yeah. was just kind of the end. I wasn't asking is, you directly, but That I is saying, an really. interesting
0: example, though, because uh, from what I've been told, cataract surgery, to use that as the best mm-hmm. possible example, yep. it's a moneymaker for mm. those who perform that surgery because they can crank the patients out quickly. Uh, the wait time, I want my first eye I waited two weeks. My mm-hmm. second eye, I waited two days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was it. Well,
1: one yeah. of the bigger problems that they're saying, too, and Dr. Tony, I wonder if you're seeing this in, in your practice uh, as, as well. I should really be calling you Dr. Muceroni but we, we no, always... No, Dr. The, Tony's fine. Dr. Tony. <laughs> um, doctor, is that, you know, the fact is, is those um, those baby boomers, they're getting older, and we're going yeah. to see, and there's a lot of talk about, um, you know, we, we think that the wait times are long now. Just wait another five years or, or another ten years, um, are you expecting that as well, unless things improve drastically somehow? Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, really, our population has grown so much in the last number of years. Um, and and, and we, well, there's more doctors in the province. But in 10 years from now, I'm, I, I'm almost wondering if I'll even have a family doctor. Uh, They'll be so hard to find, you know, So because we always joke about it, uh, you know, in the office and stuff. I better find my family doctor now. I better find a young family doctor, <laughs> so, so there's somebody there when I, re, you know, when I retire.
1: Is there a uh, limit on how uh, many patients a, a family doctor is allowed to carry?
2: No, no, but the money is taken global, like for all doctors together. And if we go over the budget, then we we get reductions or we get cutbacks. Mm. And stuff. Hmm. If we if we stay under the budget, then there is a, 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 a I think it's a bit of a bonus or something, but. They've taken away a lot of that sort of stuff lately. Like we used to have a retention fund, you know, to try and keep doctors in the province. That's gone. Um, But they do, you know, they do provide some, you know, uh, extra money for education, which which is really important. I mean, there's so much to learn now. Got to spend, you know, a week, at least a week a year going to some conference to learn new things. Hmm. It's, 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 medicine's changed quite a
0: bit since I first came into practice. I I think a lot of it for the good, though. See, I don't understand, you know, if the general topic is wait times, I I don't understand how, and I get that, you know, some of these things take years to accomplish, Yeah. how there's no immediate fix for specific situations like emergency rooms, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, Why isn't there a clinic in an emergency room to get rid of the headaches and the knee sprains and keep them out of the general population of those who need immediate emergency care. But there
1: are or, or, lots of health clinics around. People just aren't going to them. They think closed, they automatically right? think they should go to an uh, ER. Right.
0: Well, and yeah. there, therein lies a problem, too, the number of people who go to ER for no particular reason yeah. or no good reason yeah. or for reasons that they're just, you know, bored and lonely and would yeah. like somebody to speak to, right? But those clinics close at 9, you know, so mm-hmm. an emergency at midnight, you're going to the emerge That's right. Yeah, most clinics close at a certain time. Now... Um, and and we get and so the thing is, um, you
2: know, you, we still have to staff them and stuff, and there's no added bonus for staying open at night. You know, <laughs> no added incentive. Yeah. And and the to, usually, typically, you're gonna to hire your staff. You're gonna pay them a little more to work at night, but it, uh, but there's no extra income for that. There's no incentive to do it. So would that be and one I, fix, Tony? Um, I think in the end, no, no, I don't think. Um, uh, I, I think having clinics outside the emergency rooms will take some of the pressure off it. Like there's a lot of the Medi centers, and I tend to work at some of them too uh, in Edmonton every once in a while, and uh, they do take some of the pressure off it. But people don't realize that I think a lot of times it's education, right? Um, you know, we say, if you've got a runny nose and, uh, and uh, a little bit of a fever and muscle aches and stuff, it's just a flu, stay home. Um, but if people don't necessarily realize that they think, oh, I've got a sore throat now, or I've got this other symptom, I better get it checked out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really a difficult thing. And, but again, education is a, is a big component to that.
1: And I guess, you know, when you look at, it, there's only so many operating rooms, there's so many, mm-hmm. s- only so many, only so many beds. Like, you can only do so much. You can't just yeah. say, okay, we're going to increase the number of surgeries if you don't have uh, enough operating rooms, you don't have enough uh, staff, you don't have enough beds afterwards. And that's the key thing is, is the staffing
2: and the, the beds afterwards. And Because I think we have enough emergency, probably enough operating rooms, because, like I said, if, if they stayed over more hours during the day, yeah, they yeah. could do
0: more surgery. Like but I, then you'd, yeah. you'd have to hire more staff. And you have to have the beds to back it up. You know, it's funny because I'm it's because the topic is medicine, mm-hmm. but I feel like the you know what I'm getting from this conversation, and what I as as I start to reflect on it, it's like the government is 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 treating the the problem like a bad doctor, like treating the symptoms rather than looking at the cause in order to find the cure. Because if we don't really understand what the problem is, we we know what the symptoms are. The symptoms yeah. are long wait times. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But how do you get to the cure if you don't know what the? I mean, what's causing the long wait times? If it's just a matter of more beds, get more beds. If it's a matter of more doctors, get more doctors. I mean, it's like we yeah, don't but that's know what the training problem in is.
1: space,
2: though, too, right? Right. There's- right. Yeah. But everything costs money,
0: right? Yeah. And we have a
2: limited budget, and that's and that's and we should we shouldn't just just spend money like crazy, right? But the problem I see so often, and I'm is is. You see just it seems like there's so much waste in the system Hmm. and uh, look like look at the administration we have a lot of administrative staff and i know they come out and say well we have one of the lowest administration staffing in the provinces i i I have a hard time buying that
1: one interesting But,
2: but even still we don't need one vp having you know 15 15 secretaries.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Tony Mucciaroni joining us this afternoon out of Bashaw. Thank you so much, Dr. Tony. Oh, you're welcome. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, talk to you soon too. You know, interesting that Dr. Tony, you know, talked about, you know, having the, the, the surgery rooms, uh, operating rooms open, you know, more around the clock. I know my last MRI that I had done was, I think I went in, it was 11 or midnight when I went in to have it done. So, like, th- those are around. Mm. But I also know that my father-in-law didn't couldn't wait for an MRI. So, he's like, I'll go pay for it and, and paid, for, paid for the MRI. I mean, I've got friends who've gone to BC, go to Quebec, wherever it is to get your surgery done instead of waiting and being in pain for that long.
0: You know, I've got no problem with the two-tier uh, system and before you judge me, I wouldn't use the second tier. I would love for people to be able to afford to get whatever procedures they want, whatever uh, MRIs, whatever. Um, great, get them out of my system and I'll be a little faster. I, I'm not, unless it's an emergency or, uh, well, I, I guess if it was an emergency, I'd get taken care of in my system, but I'm, I'm not looking to join a private clinic and get... And pay that money because I feel like my taxes over the last 40 years should probably have provided Mm -hmm. for medical attention when I need it or my children need it or my wife needs it. I would stay in this system with fewer people in it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it comes down to to how long you're willing to wait for, how much pain you're in, I guess, and how much is in, in your bank account.
0: Well, you know, yeah, exactly. It's every parent. Listen, if we're being totally honest let's be honest, real.
1: If it's emergency, you're getting it done course, right away. Yeah. That's what's happening. We're talking about knees and hips, and all but that sort
0: every of stuff. parent who's had a child with a—you know—where you, you're at, that should we go to emergency <laughs> or not go to emergency? <laughs> let's yeah. be honest, as parents, you're like, oh, really? There goes 14 hours. The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.